Hey, it's Mike, and I just want to say thanks for checking out my podcast. I hope you like what I have to say. And if you do like what I have to say in the podcast, then I guarantee you're going to like my books. Now, I have several books, but the place to start is Bigger, Leaner, Stronger if you're a guy and Thinner, Leaner, Stronger if you're a girl. I mean, these books, they're basically going to teach you everything you need to know about dieting, training, and supplementation to build muscle, lose fat, and look and feel great without having to give up all the foods you love or live in the gym grinding through workouts that you hate. Now, you can find these books everywhere you can buy them online, you know, Amazon, Audible, iBooks, Google Play, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, and so forth. And if you're into audiobooks like me, you can actually get one of them for free with a 30-day free trial of Audible. To do that, go to www.muscleforlife, that's musclefor.life.com forward slash audiobooks, and you can see how to do that there. I make my living primarily as a writer, so as you can imagine, every book sold helps. So please do check out my books if you haven't already. Now, also, if you like my work in general, then I think you're going to really like what I'm doing with my supplement company, Legion. As you may know, I'm really not a fan of the supplement industry. I've wasted who knows how much money over the years on worthless junk supplements and have always had trouble finding products that I actually liked and felt were worth buying. And that's why I finally decided to just make my own. Now, a few of the things that make my supplements unique are, one, they're 100% naturally sweetened and flavored. Two, all ingredients are backed by peer-reviewed scientific research that you can verify for yourself because we explain why we've chosen each ingredient and we cite all supporting studies on our website, which means you can dive in and go validate everything that we say. Three, all ingredients are also included at clinically effective dosages, which are the exact dosages used in the studies proving their effectiveness. And four, there are no proprietary blends, which means that you know exactly what you're buying. Our formulations are 100% transparent. So if that sounds interesting to you, then head over to legionathletics.com. That's L-E-G-I-O-N athletics.com. And you can learn a bit more about the supplements that I have, as well as my mission for the company, because I want to accomplish more than just sell supplements. I really want to try to make a change for the better in the supplement industry, because I think it's long overdue. And ultimately, if you like what you see and you want to buy something, then you can use the coupon code PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and you'll save 10% on your first order. So thanks again for taking the time to listen to my podcast, and let's get to the show. Hey, this is Mike Matthews from MuscleForLife.com. Uh, thanks for checking out my first video podcast thing. Um, I've had a lot of people request that I start doing videos and start doing a, uh, also start doing a podcast. So I figured all right, I'll do them both at the same time. So I'll start doing other videos as well. Um, I would do training videos and stuff, but the gym that I work out in are kind of weird about it, and it would have to be at really weird hours. And there aren't that many gyms in the area. Like I've called different gyms, but um, but I'm going to work it out. It's just kind of a pain in the ass because my schedule is kind of crazy right now, and I don't have that much time um, to you know. There just would be no way for me to take a take an entire day probably to go shoot a bunch of stuff in the gym. But I do have some instructional videos and stuff that are already shot. Um, I just need to narrate them and finish up on the editing and stuff. I mean, I won't do the editing, but I'll have to narrate it. Uh, but it's on the list. It will get done soon. I'm just, you know, I have a, a lot going on with launching the supplements right now um, and launching a new book and, you know, running the website and whatever. Um, so anyways, you know, as you can see, this is my office. Uh, this is where I sit and stare at a computer screen all day. Um, I'm in Florida. It's nice outside. 
it's like six o'clock right now, sun's going down, it's hot, it's like 90 degrees outside and 100% humidity. Um, anyway, so in this podcast, I'll talk about a couple things, um, talk a little bit about my cut and how it went. I just finished uh, cutting, went from eh, about 9% to 6%, about eight weeks or so. Um, just maybe give you a couple tips on, on uh, how, to, how to make your cuts go faster and easier and um, you know so you can get because you really want to get them over with as quickly as possible not just because cutting sucks I mean I, I don't actually mind it that much but more for just the preservation of lean mass you want to uh, you know you don't you don't want to stay in deficit for uh, long long periods of time and you also don't want to go in too much of a deficit and try to rush it because then you lose too much muscle as well so anyways we'll talk a little bit about that um, going to be talking about uh, I'm going to go over a couple questions that people have asked uh, on, on the blog and that I said I would address in the, in the, in the first podcast so we'll just get to them I'll, I don't, I don't talk about them all right here we'll just get to them one by one um, so first uh, on my cut uh, it took about eight weeks um, I lost about 13 pounds Went from like 190, yeah, 198 to like 185. I'm hovering around 185, 184. So that's where I'm at right now. My calories, uh, I started around 2,500, maybe 26. I don't remember exactly. Um, and uh, lifting five days a week, cardio three days a week. Um, I like to do hit cardio only. You burn more fat, you preserve muscle. Why even bother with you know going outside and just jogging for an hour? So I can just burn up more muscle and burn less fat than if I go and bike for 20, 30 minutes and, and do hit. So that's what I do. Um, the condo building that I live in has a gym. It doesn't have any, it has some weights, but it's, you know, uh, light weights. It's worthless. Um, some machines and stuff, but they have a recumbent bike, which I always use. So what I do is I just go on the recumbent. Um, I do it at night. I lift early in the morning. Uh, I drive to a gym, a real gym and lift. And then at night, I hop on the recumbent bike. Um, very simple, you know, I, I just do a little warm up and then I, I bump the resistance up to like four or five and pedal as hard as I can for 30 seconds and then put it down to, uh, you know, no resistance, the level one and just, uh, you know, do, do uh, you know, it's, I think I keep it at like 14 miles an hour or something like that um, for 60 seconds and then back resistance up, pedal as hard as I can for 30 seconds, 30, 60, 30, 60, like that. Sometimes I go 30, 30, it just kind of depends, I guess, how I'm feeling at the moment. I, it, it, I, I, don't, I don't do the, the low intensity is never longer than 60 seconds though. Um, yeah, I like the biking. I found it also helped uh, with, my, with my leg strength, actually. At first, my legs were, were kind of sore from it. It was, it was getting a little bit annoying because my legs days uh, were being affected by it. But as I continue to do it, my legs, uh, I saw an improvement, not just on the bike, but also, you know, in my squats and stuff, which was nice. And um, in terms of a, a cardio schedule, what I like to do is um, I like to not do cardio uh, the day before legs. For me, legs is Thursday today. So I don't do cardio on Wednesday night because I usually find even though my legs are pretty conditioned to it now, that they're, they'll be a little bit sore, they'll be a little bit achy or stiff or whatever, um, and it, it will mess with my lifting a little bit. So I'll do cardio like Sunday night, you know, Monday, and then if I'm doing four days, I'll do Tuesday as well. If I'm doing three days, I'll take Tuesday and Wednesday off so my legs are totally good. I'll lift on Thursday, uh, you know, lift legs, and then uh, I'll do cardio again tonight, which I've actually found has helped with soreness.
really get that sore uh, these days. But I, I still will get sore really from the big lifts, like uh, deadlifts will still make my back sore, um, squats still makes my legs sore. And But by doing cardio at night, um, I've noticed that the soreness in my legs is, uh, it, it, it's, nose, it's noticeably less come, you know, come Friday, come Saturday. So that's always nice. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not fun to you try to go out on the weekend and do things and you're like Frankenstein because of legs day. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's, that's what I like to do for, for cardio when I'm cutting. I had to cut my calories, 2,500 or so, 2,600 took me, I probably lost, I probably went from like 9% to like a, maybe seven and a half on that. And then, uh, I had to cut about a hundred calories a week, uh, for the final four weeks or so to get down to um, somewhere around 6% right now. It's kind of hard to measure unless I go get like DEXA scanned. Um, I have the calipers that I recommend on my website uh, and they're good, they're accurate to within 1%, but it, when you start getting really lean, there's just not that much skin to even grab. So it can be a little bit hard to, to, to know exactly, am I exactly six, am I six and a half? Uh, don't know, but you know, I'm, I'm uh, somewhere somewhere down there which is um, you, you mainly I mean how you look that's really what we're going for so it's you, you look in the mirror and you go do I need to be leaner yes or no um, so yeah my, my calories uh, at the end or I got down to about 2,000 a day which isn't even that bad it's it's enough food like I, I'm not I'm not particularly hungry during the day um, you know I feel fine so uh, that's that's basically how it went um, and right now, I have a photo shoot. It's supposed to be this week, but it's going to be next week. So I'm just keeping my calories at 2,000. I might as well, you know, see if I can lose a little bit more fat. You know, by the time the photo shoots roll around next week, so that's what I'm going to do that. And then um, I'm going to I'm going to maintain, and that is simply a matter of increasing calories. Um, and probably, usually, what you know, what has happened last time I cut down to the, to, to this lean was um, I was increasing my calories, and I'll probably do it by like, I'll probably increase 100 calories a week. Um, I'll, add in, I'll add in some carbs just because they're great for, I mean, I, my body does very well with carbs. Some people's bodies don't do, do, do too well with them. Most people I find uh, do, but and if they do have any problems uh, metabolizing carbohydrates, um, regular exercise and healthy eating usually does a lot to improve that. Um, so anyways, I'll, I'll increase my, my carbs uh, just because it gives you more energy in the gym. You can lift more weight and, uh, you know, that's what, that's what I like to do. So um, I'll probably increase them by, you know, I don't know, maybe like 30 a day or something like that. So I'll bump my calories up 100, 150 calories a day, do that for a week and see how my body responds. Um, last time that I, I, I was cutting to, to around this kind of level, it's funny, I kept on losing weight because like, I, I was having trouble stopping the weight loss. Um, at that time, I, I wound up around 178, and I was pretty lean. I was probably, you know, I was right around this, you know, six, six-ish, maybe even a little bit below that. I really had, like, nothing left I could grab. My skin just felt like the top of my knuckles kind of everywhere. So, um, but as I, as I increased calories... Uh, you know, I was <laughs> continuing to lose. Like I wanted to stop the weight loss at 180, and then so I like bumped my calories up to like 100 a day. Still lost weight, you know, about a pound that week. Bumped them up another 200 or so. Now I'm up to like 24, 25. Lost another pound. 
Um, so, and I've you know heard other people that, that run into that. And I guess it's just uh, your metabolism does regulate itself based on how much food you're eating. Um, so that's what I'm going to do this time. I'm going to bump my calories up between 100 and 200 per day, and just find uh, all I'm looking to do is stop the weight loss, um, and and I'll be able I'll stay the same in terms of body fat. Um, and I'll and regarding my cheating, uh, this is also a good little tip if you know, while you're cutting or if you want to maintain uh, a particularly lean look is um, to use some intermittent fasting. I don't do it every day because I honestly don't like it that much. Um, the fasting part doesn't bother me. Uh, what, what I don't like is actually having to eat really large meals. I don't like the feeling, you know, you just, I just want to pass out. Like if I go eat 1500 calories, even of good food, it just knocks, it makes me tired. And uh, so my computer screen, there we go. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't like doing it on a day-to-day -day basis, but it is useful. I find it in two uh, different scenarios where I actually do like to work in a little bit of IF. One is um, I like to eat pancakes. Pancakes are straight delicious to me. It's probably one of my favorite cheat foods. Uh, very high carb, though, obviously. So what I'll do is, um, like, Friday night, I'll eat my last meal, maybe, like, let's say my last meal at 10 p.m. I have some protein or whatever, uh, you know, a little bit before I go to bed. And then I won't eat again until um, Saturday around, uh, I'll probably do, like, 12 p.m. or 1 p.m., maybe even stretch as long as 2 p.m. So I'm fasting somewhere between 14 and 16 hours, which um, is, you know, if you are familiar with intermittent fasting, uh, you know, I wrote an article um, called the Definitive Guide to Intermittent Fasting. goes over the whole uh, theory behind it and goes over a lot of the science of it and then some different protocols. But if you're familiar with it, you're probably familiar with Martin Burkhan's Lean Gains Protocol, which is um, if you're interested in IF, I recommend that's the protocol that you follow uh, because it's particularly well suited to people that lift weights, whereas other protocols like the Warrior Diet is just kind of stupid because you're allowed to eat fruit throughout your quote-unquote fast. I don't know how that's a fast if you're eating fruit. Um, and, and, you know, anyway, there, there are, there's alternate day fasting, which um, has, there are health benefits, and if you have health issues, there can be reasons to do that. But for people that are lifting weights, that would be terrible. Um, anyway, you can read more about that on the website if you're interested. So I'll fast about 16 hours, and then I'll eat um, usually like about 150 grams of carbs in one go, <laughs> and that's pancakes and uh, maple syrup. I don't want, I don't like the Walden Farms cancer, you know, no, I don't know if it is, I don't know what it is. It's, it's like one of those jokes where you just don't even know what you're eating. It's some weird zero-calorie sweet syrup. No, I like the real shit. So I uh, have maple syrup and, you know, whatever kind of recipe I'm feeling like for pancakes, but I usually will keep it around 150 grams carbs um, and low fat. I'll use a little bit of butter, but I, you know, I, I, I want to keep the fats down to in that meal, probably maybe 15 or 20 grams. Um, and, and then I'll have some protein, usually with some Greek yogurt that I put on the pancakes and I have this all worked out, uh, or I'll have like a protein shake and that or whatever. And so that's like a, you know, a 1 PM, just massive amount of food. Uh, and then I'm not hungry again until probably four or so, and then I'll have some chicken, uh, and you know, th th that's basically my big carb up. And depending on what I'm doing with my carbs, uh, I may eat some more carbs, uh, you know, maybe I'll have some more at dinner, and I'll have, I'll, I always like to have vegetables at dinner, but I might have, uh, 
you know, maybe some fruit throughout the day or, or something like that. But uh, anyways, you can use intermittent fasting to, to it'll feel like a cheat, like that huge pancake meal feels like a cheat meal, but it's not. I mean, I was doing that every week uh, throughout my, my cut, um, which uh, I don't know if I said this, but it went about eight weeks or so. I lost about 13 pounds. I went from like 9% now to about six. Um, anyway, so I was doing that every week. And uh, if, if you know, uh, if you've read any of my work or, or you know, follow the website or whatever, uh, you know about refeeding, which is uh, important when you're cutting, especially as you get leaner. Uh, you eat a bunch of carbs, um, and what it does is uh, it spikes a hormone in your body called leptin that basically tells it that it's, uh, it's fed and that it can continue losing fat. Leptin uh, regu it regulates the metabolism. Um, it's actually produced by body fat. So when you, when you have a lot of fat, your body produces a lot of leptin. When you have uh, lower body fat levels, your body produces less leptin and it, and it slows the metabolism down and so forth. So what I would do is, um, you know, if, when I was cutting, I was using this pancake meal as the, the first meal of my refeed day, which I would usually, I would shoot for about 350 grams of carbs, about 180 grams of protein, and pretty much as little fat as I could eat. It would usually come out to be about 30 grams though. And I mean, I could go lower, I guess. Some people literally try to have, you know, less than 10 grams, but uh, I'm not too worried about 30 grams of fat. It's just not an issue. And the reason why you keep that low is because, um, dietary fat is most easily stored as, or most efficiently stored, say, as body fat um, because the, the, the energy cost to convert the, the dietary fat into body fat is just very, very low, whereas the energy cost to convert protein into fat is very, very high. Um, the energy cost to convert carbohydrates into uh, body fat is considerable. It's, it's higher than... Uh, if I remember correctly, somewhere between 20 and 25% of the energy um, in, in the carbohydrate has to be used just to turn it into body fat. And of course, your body doesn't store carbohydrates as fat until um, its glycogen levels, like if, until the liver and muscle glycogen levels are full, uh, and, then, and then it will store body fat. So um, anyway... Uh, with, with the refeed, what I would do is I'd eat a bunch of bunch of carbs, a bunch of pancakes, uh, and then usually I would then plan another big carb meal at dinner, just because I wasn't that hungry, and um, and just keep my fats low, keep my protein up, and you know that's it. And if I wasn't refeeding, then I would eat you know all those pancakes, and that would be pretty much like my the rest of my carbs for the day. I would get about mm, thirty more, it would just be vegetables. I'd have some vegetables at dinner. And, uh, you know, a little bit of carbs to come along. I usually like to eat some Greek yogurt at night. That has, like, I think it's 9 grams carbs per cup. Um, so, you know, there was one big meal I got to enjoy, and, uh, and I was still able to keep within my numbers. So um, that, that's, a, that's a, 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 an IF use that I, that I like to, I like to, to use because, um, you know, it makes it, it makes it fun. to And fasting doesn't really bother me. Some people get very hungry, especially women uh, tend to get very, very hungry while when they're fasting. Um, the this would make for a good article. Um, I, I've been looking into it recently, just in the what's the science behind that. And from what I've read so far, it's related to uh, fat oxidation because what your body does, like the the process of losing body fat, there are two steps. There's the polysis, which is breaking down the, 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 the body fat itself into free fatty acids, which are then released into the bloodstream. 
And then there's fat oxidation, which is where your, your cells actually take those fatty acids and use them as energy. So there's a two-step process there. And if your body is not very good at oxidizing fats and there are things that you can do to impair or improve, um, like let's say if you, if you are used to eating a bunch of junk carbohydrates, let's say you have a very high carbohydrate, a lot of processed foods, low, uh, low protein diet, your body is not going to be good at oxidizing fats. It's going to want carbohydrates for energy. So, um, if that, if a if a person that's in that you know condition tries to fast for long periods, they if they get very hungry because the body, uh, e even though lipolysis is occurring, it is breaking down its body fat and releasing those fatty acids back into the, into the blood, saying, "Okay, here here's energy." Um, the cells are not. Uh, they can't use it efficiently, so they need energy. So they're they're kind of like you know freaking out. Basically, is how how you feel. You get that real deep hunger. That's like pain. You know what I mean? Um, which uh, I know how that feels. I, I've had that in the past. My diet wasn't bad, but I didn't really know what I was doing. My protein, my protein was actually high, but you know I'd eat, I'd eat too many carbs, and I was doing various things wrong that um, would affect my fat oxidation. And now. Though uh, my body is is good at fat, oxidizing fats, um, it probably also has to do with I've been doing cardio regularly for a while now, which helps keep that system working. I guess you could say. Um, so it's, the fasting, I I I don't find uh, hard. You know, I, I don't even really get that hungry. I after 16 hours of fasting, you know, I'm just like, all right, I guess I'm gonna eat now. Um, but but some you know some people do. So it's something that you will have to try and see for yourself. Uh, a friend of mine, when he would, you know, do IF, he would get so hungry, his hands would be shaking by the time he was able to eat. Like, he would go 16 hours, and he'd be like, it's time to eat. <laughs> so uh, for him, I was just like, why are you doing this? What is the point? It's not, you know, IF is a workable way of dieting, but it's, it's not going to do anything that traditional dieting, you know, can, can't do either. Um, so anyway, one other one other little use of, of IF uh, is uh, you know let's say you want to go out and have a cheat meal. Let's say you know let's say it's Friday. It's Friday night. I want to go out. Um, what I'll do. I mean, this isn't like totally IF really, but it's I guess a similar concept in terms of meal frequency and meal composition. Is um, throughout the day. I'm gonna keep my carbohydrates and fats low. I'm basically just gonna eat, I'm gonna have protein in the morning, maybe a little bit of fat, maybe a little bit of carb, maybe like an apple with uh, some, some, some protein or whatever. And, um, and throughout the day, I'll just, you know, I like to eat smaller meals uh, more frequently, it just feels better for me. Um, and, and then basically what I'm doing is I'm saving, I'll save pretty much like 80% of my carbohydrates and uh, of my fats, you know, that I'm allowed to have every day for this dinner. So I'm gonna I'm gonna come to dinner knowing that like, all right, I'm gonna get some sort of protein just because I mean I'll maybe I'll get it if I wanna eat a steak or something cool. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna have leave myself the protein that I need for the steak and then I'm gonna have uh, you know, hundred and fifty or whatever grams of carbs and like sixty grams of fat in one meal and um, and just enjoy it. So that, that that's also useful. I don't do that when I'm when I'm cutting uh, especially as it starts to get leaner just because I prefer to know my numbers a little bit better. But that can be useful for, for maintenance because you, you, get, you have some more leeway when, when you're just maintaining. Um, 
So yeah, that's uh, I guess like kind of the full update on on the cut and what I'm going to be doing from from here on, just to kind of stay lean through the summer, you know, for doing pictures and whatever, being lean because it's it's fun. <laughs> uh, so that uh, let's move on to the next thing here, which is a question that somebody asked. Um, so here's what the person said: "said I'm in great shape, muscular, vascular, perfect weight for height, but I have a bit of a paunch that I can't seem to get rid of. Uh, even when I was a national class distance runner at six foot, 143 pounds, I had a midsection as hard as a rock, but only a four pack showing. Uh, those bottom two abs are lost somewhere. Although my paunch is very unpronounced, uh, and so on, and so on. So okay, so how do you get a great six pack?" Um, now I'm assuming he's saying paunch. I'm assuming we're talking about body fat here. Like my ab genetics suck; they just do. Uh, I, it doesn't matter how lean I get, I will not have more than like you can see four of my abs super visibly. Then there's like one that's kind of up here, so it's like kind of like a five pack thing. And well, there's nothing I can do about that. Um, doesn't matter how much I train my abs; there's no way to like make them symmetrical and make them uh, look perfect. Um, so if we're talking just about body fat here. Um, and, and by the way, you'll know like when you have ab veins, like you're lean enough. You if you don't have a full six pack when you are, you know, you get to seven percent and below, it's just not there. And that's that's me, unfortunately. Um, but uh, this is I get this kind of question a lot, um, where people are they think they're leaner than they are. I mean, that's usually the problem. Like I I'll have people that will write me and they'll say, oh, I'm like four percent body fat. Um, but I don't have a full six pack. Like, no, <laughs> no, you're not four percent body fat. Four percent body fat is bodybuilders on stage. That's four percent body fat. Like, you're you don't have fat on you. You're in everything feels all your skin feels like this everywhere. Like back of your, you know, uh, lower abs feels like that. I mean, that's you could sit, you could have straight. You're shredded like you know, curling, you know, crunching down. So. Um, that's that's one issue. A lot of people they they they, they uh, think they're leaner than they are, so they think like, oh, I'm sick, I'm six percent, but why am I not shredded? Like, well, because you're probably not six or seven percent. Um, so I'll see that uh, often. And uh, but there also are two other things. One is a stubborn fat thing, which I talk about on my website. I have an article on stubborn fat, which is real, and I'll talk more about that in one second. And um, another part of it is uh, relating to body composition. So this is where a person can actually be right. A person could be 8% body fat and look very soft and uh, look skinny fat. And somebody who has a lot of lean mass can be 8% and look pretty good. Like you're going to have full abs at 8%. You're not going to look rock hard, but you're going to have full abs. Um, you know, you're going to... That's probably like the look that girls are, are, are most girls are into. Um, you don't have crazy vascularity, but you're going to look good. You're going to you know have that Hollywood kind of look at eight percent if you have if you have a good amount of lean mass. Um, so that is, uh, I, I, we'll talk about. I'll talk about stubborn fat first. So a stubborn fat, it is real. Uh, it's not. Uh, it sounds kind of bro scientific, but it's not. It's real. Um, what it boils down to is the fat cells in your body. They have two different types of receptors, which you can think of as kind of like docking stations for chemicals that your body produces. Um, and there are, they're called A1 receptors, uh, or A2, sorry, A2 and B2 receptors. 
and um, the the alpha and beta, right? So the uh, A2 receptors are they play a role in storing uh, energy, is what you can say, because fat cells shrink and expand, right? They fill up with with fat, you could say, or energy, right? And the B2 cells are related to um, actually mobilizing that and shrinking the fat cells, which is what we want. So certain fat cells have a lot of B2 receptors and they are mobilized very quickly and very easily. Um, and you know, the, that's in most people, like in guys, it's normally our arms, our shoulders, um, our chest, our, our, where we lose weight easily and quickly. Uh, and our, our stubborn fat, which is the fat that has more A2 receptors than, than B2, um, is for us guys, it's our lower abs, it's our, the, you know, our lower back, and in girls, it's uh, the butt, it's the hips, it's the thighs, it's the, the areas that are harder to lean out. Um, so the, the solution is simple, all you have to do is keep losing weight, like that is all you have to do. There are a couple strategies that you can use to um, help mobilize stubborn fat quicker. Um, I talk about website if you go to the website muscleforlife.com and you search for stubborn fat you'll see talk about green tea extract I talk about hit cardio I talk about uh, yohimbine hydrochloride um, and I think a couple other things in that article that you can do to mobilize stubborn fat uh, quicker um, and I, I would go look at the article because you're going to want to understand how these things work and how much to take based on how much you weigh and so forth but the bottom line is keep on losing weight and the stubborn fat goes away. It does. Um, it's just weight loss gets slower. So if you're quite overweight, you could lose two to three pounds of fat a week and you know that's exciting and but there's no way to do that once you start getting leaner. Uh, like at this point, and I'm not actually trying to lose weight anymore, but um, you know I started off, water comes out and stuff, so it's hard to say how much I really lost. But once my, my weight loss stabilized, it was about one pound a week and then it slowed down to about a half a pound a week. And that's where, uh, and, I, and I was happy with that and because I knew that that's exactly where I needed to be. Um, so the stubborn fat is harder to lose, it's slower, and you just have to keep on, uh, keep on, you know, keep on your diet and, and keep on your exercise program and make sure that your weight is going down and that you are looking leaner and, it, you know, it all goes away in time. Um, so yeah, that, that's basically the answer to this question is it's either a point, this person either has to uh, lose more weight or it's a body composition issue, which is this other point of if you don't have enough muscle, and this is something I see with girls a lot, it's um, unfortunate because the standard advice to a girl that wants to you know, um, lose fat or get, get leaner or whatever is just starve yourself and do a bunch of cardio. That's like the standard, you know, in magazines and stuff and just kind of you know, what a lot of girls get the idea that they should do. And that's the worst thing that you can do because really what it does is it burns up a lot of muscle. Yeah, you are going to lose fat, of course, when you drastically cut your calories and you do a bunch of cardio, but uh, you're going to lose, I mean, in some studies, people, if when they drastically cut calories, they'll lose just as much muscle as they will fat. And when you throw in a bunch of cardio on top of it, you're probably going to lose more muscle than you're going to lose fat because uh, cardio burns up muscle. And especially when you go hop on the Stairmaster for 45 minutes or something like that. And, and you know, some people, I, I've emailed people that they'll do that twice a day. So two times, 45 minutes cardio, seven days a week. 
and just basically on a starvation diet of you know maybe a thousand calories when they should be probably around fifteen hundred or so. So um, yes, you're going to lose weight. You're going to feel miserable, um, and they're going to be the worst w workouts like cardio. Even if it's just cardio, it's going to be the worst. You just feel terrible, and you burn up too much muscle, and you can uh, damage your metabolism that way. I mean, if you do that enough, if you if people yo-yo like starve, 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 burn up, burn up muscle. And then what happens is your metabolism, I mean, one of the primary, if not the primary driver of the metabolism is the amount of lean mass that you have. So by the end of doing that, the person now has a slower metabolism and muscle is healthy. The body, uh, you know, in there, there are studies to, that uh, correlate the amount of lean mass with just overall mortality, meaning the less lean mass a person has, the more likely he or she is to die, and especially of, uh, of diseases. Because uh, if you were ever to get a serious disease, the immune system pulls and needs amino acids and it would pull on its muscle uh, to, to, to get that. Um, and you know, it's seen, I believe it was in like an AIDS patients, there's a point where if they lose too much lean mass, they die. They have a heart attack and die. And um, like I said, there's research that correlates overall lean mass to just longevity, like especially in the elderly. Um, there's not just the fact of like if you don't have enough muscle and you fall down, you know, you're weak, you fall down, break your hip, and that's kind of like the beginning of the end. Um, but you know, it's also it's just been shown that the having the body wants to have muscle. So um, when you're burning a bunch of muscle up, trying to lose weight. Uh, and, and then you, you wind up looking skinny fat. That's the problem because you can have relatively a relatively low amount of body fat, but if you have very little muscle, uh, you know, a leg, a skinny leg can be not actually have that much fat, but there's no muscle to fill it out. So it just looks like a little sausage. Uh, and that's, that also can be a problem. Um, I see it mainly with women that have uh, you know done done a lot of the cardio starvation stuff, but also see it with guys that have done a lot of long distance running, not eating a lot, you know, never weightlifted, and then they get this kind of skinny fat look. So <coughs> the the solution is um, fix fix body composition. Start lifting weights. Start eating enough. Uh, if the person you know always will will get people off the starvation diets. I mean, I've I've worked with so many women that. Uh, start eating more, in some cases go from a thousand, not losing weight on a thousand calories a day, and then we get them exercise and, and exercising, right? We get them exercising properly, get them lifting weights, get them doing HIIT cardio, um, increasing their calories, in some cases up to 15 to 1800 calories a day, and then they start losing weight, <laughs> which seems like, what are you even saying right now? Um, but I've, I've seen it, you know, many times. Um, so it's, it's amazing what um, the metabolism can do when you treat it correctly and you don't abuse it. Uh, and um, if you do abuse it too much, you can get into a, into a situation, and this would probably be a good blog post, you, you can cause enough metabolic damage that um, you know, it could take upwards of six months to just fix your metabolism. Like, Forget about weight loss, it's not gonna happen anymore. You have to now fix your metabolism and there are different things you can do that. It's not just eat more food, I mean, that's one of the things, but there are certain types of foods and certain types of exercise and stuff. I mean, building lean mass is a big part of it. You're gonna have to lift weights. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you don't have to worry about that, but just know that that's why cutting calories drastically is, that's one of the worst things you can do. Um, and you know, so stay patient. Uh, 
one to two pounds a week for, for most people, that's all you're looking to see in terms of weight loss. And you want to see your strength uh, staying about the same in the gym. You don't want to see big drops in strength. And um, you should feel fine. You shouldn't be starving. All, you know, uh, you Sure, you can be hungry sometimes, I understand. But uh, you shouldn't feel miserable. You should have high you should generally feel good when you're losing weight. Um, so that's that question. Uh, let's go to the next one here. Someone asking if uh, exercising in, in the morning uh, helps more. Uh, yeah, fasted cardio is good. Um, uh, fasted training in general is good. I talk about it in uh, an article on my website on uh, stubborn fat, actually. If you search for stubborn fat, you'll see. Um, and it. the thing is, though, uh, to, to minimize the muscle breakdown, you want to have BCAAs before branched-chain amino acids, uh, mm -hmm. which is, uh, there, are three, there are three amino acids, leucine, isoleucine, and valine, I believe. Um, and leucine is really the one that you want, because leucine, it stimulates uh, muscle growth, is actually what it does. So what, you, what you're doing is you're, uh, and you know, BCAAs, they have a negligible effect on insulin, so they don't break the fasting state. Um, so what you're able to do is, uh, minimize the amount of muscle loss because if you didn't do that, if you go work out on an empty stomach without any sort of without any protein or BCAAs, you're going to burn too much muscle in that time period because your body is is in a constant state of breaking, either breaking muscle down or building it up. And at the end of each day, you've either broken more muscle down than you had in the beginning, or you've built up more, and uh, and that's that's muscle growth. So. Um, you, you want to do whatever you can, like working out breaks muscle down. That's what you're doing. It's a catabolic activity. The anabolism, the anabolic, the building up occurs after. That's rest, that's nutrition. So uh, what, what can happen is if you train in a fasted state um, without doing anything to um, mitigate the amount of muscle breakdown that's going to occur, that occurs in an accelerated rate when you're fasted. So you're breaking down a lot of muscle uh, when, you're, when you're training in a fasted state, and then you're not able to build that amount, that amount that you lost plus extra back by the end of the day, you could say, by the end of the 24-hour period or whatever. So, or if you did, if you maybe you're a little bit positive, so you gain a little bit of muscle, whereas if you were to do something simple, like have some BCAAs before, um, you want about 10 grams because in most formulations that I give you about 3 grams of leucine, which is a good amount to, to, to do, stimulate um, muscle growth is really what it's stimulating. Um, uh, so you have that before and then you have a, you know, a good post-workout meal after and you just go about your day and do your normal thing on your diet. Um, so yes, fasted training, it does speed up the fat loss process. Um, I have I linked to a couple studies in, in the in the stubborn fat article and explains uh, how that works. Um, but I I would say I recommend it. It depends how your body does with it, and this kind of goes back to how well your body can oxidize fat. Some people uh, like I train, I lift fasted. I have 10 grams of BCAs before I lift, and I do my cardio fast. I do everything fasted, and um, I don't have any problems. But once again. That's most likely because my body just does very well with burning uh, fat for energy. Um, also, your body learns to not pull on its glycogen stores as heavily when it's in a fasted state. Um, 
simply because there doesn't have carbohydrate, you know, carbohydrates in, in, in its system to, to get energy from. So it learns to be more efficient with what it does have, which is the carbohydrates stored in the muscles, which is in the form of glycogen. Um, so, so yeah, see how you do with fasted training. Some people do, especially weightlifting, some people do totally fine. I do fine. Um, I can gain strength. Like It doesn't have any negative effects that I can tell. Um, but I've emailed a lot of people that hated it. They, they were, they just had no energy. Their strength was, was totally bottomed out. So, you know, just told them, okay, let's, let's stop. It's not like you have to do fasted training to lose weight. You absolutely do not. Uh, but it is something that can speed it up. So um, you're going to have to see how your body does. Um, cutting in, someone was asking if, if cardio is necessary for weight loss. Uh, that's a good question. A lot of people um, you know, wonder about that. I do get asked that fairly often. Um, and the answer is no. Cardio is not necessary for weight loss. Um, I mean, you could exercise is not necessary for weight loss, but it depends what shape you're in. If you have a lot of weight to lose, um, you can lose a fair amount just through diet alone because your body is willing to just dump the fat, basically, and it's very easy. You just put yourself in a deficit, and that's it, and you lose weight. But the, remember that your metabolism does slow down as when, it's in, when your body's in a caloric deficit. So there is a point where exercise becomes necessary. It doesn't have to be cardio, though. Weightlifting is great. Weightlifting burns a lot of calories. It burns a fair amount of calories while you're doing it, um, it burns a good amount of calories uh, when you uh, in that afterburn effect, right? So um, that is uh, you know an additional caloric burn, and then um, it builds muscle, which muscle requires calories to maintain. So um, that also kind of it, it boosts your metabolism. Um, so weightlifting only and and proper diet, um, in my experience with myself and with people that I've worked with. It'll take you to a certain point, and some people it really depends on your genetics, and you know I don't I guess it really is genetics. How low can you go without having to add cardio? Because you can't you can keep reduce your calories. Like I was saying with my cut, I started around twenty five hundred, and I reduced it about a hundred calories a week for the last four weeks or so um, to just keep the weight loss going. Because I, I was already doing three to three to four days of cardio per week and weightlifting five days a week, and I didn't want to cardio myself. I didn't want to start doing cardio twice a day because that will just burn more muscle. I'd rather just cut a little bit of calories. Um, but so you can do that when you're when you're lifting alone. You can reduce your calories once your weight stalls. You can cut them by 100 to 200 calories a day. But there is a point where you have to. You can't do that anymore, or you start getting into that starvation where you're just like. You can damage your metabolism. You start losing muscle. Um, so then, that's when you have to add in when you have to add in cardio. So uh, you know, usually what I recommend, um, you know, cardio has a lot of health benefits. I mean, I, I generally recommend for people to just start doing some cardio in the beginning. Start getting used to it, even if it's just like two two days a week. You know, do thirty minutes of hit or twenty minutes of hit twice a week. And um, when and I mean, I, I do that even when I'm maintaining. I even do cardio when I'm bulking. I don't do a lot, but um, I like cardio. It makes me feel good, and uh, it also I find um, it helps, especially when I'm flipping from a bulk to a cut. It helps my body burn fat. It, it keeps. I mean, I talk about this in an article. I find that it helps keep the the fat oxidation working when I when I when I keep cardio in. Um, so uh, 
you know, if, if, if you don't want to do cardio from the beginning, then start, you know, start with diet and weightlifting as the first thing. And then there will be a point when your, your uh, weight loss will stall um, with just doing that. And instead of cutting calories further, I would recommend adding cardio. I would say add three days of hit per week, 20 to 30 minutes. And, and then you get, it's also, I find it more enjoyable to be able to eat more food. I don't mind going and doing the cardio. For me, uh, it would be more annoying to, to cut my food back more and more than just, you know, hop on a bike for, for 20, 30 minutes and listen to a podcast. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the answer uh, to that one. Um, so, you know, I, I guess I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up here. I don't even know how long. Yeah, 40 minutes. These are, I think I'm going to try to keep them shorter in the future. Maybe try to keep them to 20 minutes or something like that, or 15 minutes even. I don't know. Um, but uh, I hope you liked it. Um, this is going to be the first of many. Um, I'll probably do it weekly or bi-weekly. just depends on my schedule. Things kind of crazy right now. And, uh, you know, I'd love to hear what you think. Um, leave a comment. I don't even know. I guess we'll put it on YouTube so you can leave a comment on YouTube or I'm not sure on the podcast where exactly it's going to go. But if you can comment, leave a comment, shoot me an email, you know, a message, whatever. Let me know what you think. Um, and uh, submit questions. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably keep this format where uh, I'll talk about something random uh, that I want to talk about maybe in the beginning for five minutes. And then I'll just uh, address people's questions and address various subjects that people want to know about. Um, you know, same idea with the blog, uh, with the posts and such. So, um, yeah, this is, uh, again, this is uh, Mike Matthews, muscleforlife.com. Um, thanks for spending some time with me, and I'll see you next time. Hey, it's Mike again. Hope you liked the podcast. If you did, uh, go ahead and subscribe. I put out new episodes every week or two. Um, where I talk about all kinds of things related to health and fitness and general wellness. Also head over to my website at www.muscleforlife.com where you'll find not only past episodes of the podcast, but you'll also find uh, a bunch of different articles that I've written. Um, I release a new one almost every day, actually. I release kind of like four to six new articles a week. Um, and you can also find my books and everything else that I'm involved in over at muscleforlife.com. All right. Thanks again. Bye.